The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Trent's got work to do tonight. There'll be a principal park if you can't get down there. And if you don't have a ticket, you can't go because it's sold out. Urbandale Johnson, 730, first pitch. Fingers crossed. Well, we already got a delay at the state tournament, as can we they, talked about. Can they make up that time? Is it's there, tough. Isn't, because yeah. they clear out the building after right. every single game. Going to be difficult. It might be looking at another late night, but that is okay. I, Replay the Heinen piece in your pregame. Yeah, that is already part of the plans, <laughs> and uh, might shoot an email over to Coach Barr to get him in the pregame show, too. This Urbandale Johnston game has a chance to be epic. I am so looking forward. You know, I get pumped up for, for yep. calling any game. It doesn't matter football, basketball, state wrestling tournament. You know mm-hmm. how pumped up I get for that. This one, though, this is as jacked as I've been for. A game in a really, really long time. Well, it should be fun. No doubt about that. Uh, well, let's get to, uh, by the way, coming up this hour, Tom Kicker momentarily, Hawkeye Report. Dave Sproul from KASI up in Ames, 1430. What's the Big 12 going to tell us next week? Seems like uh, we will find out something definitively, at least for the time being, so definitively may not work. Uh, but he'll join us at 1125, and then we'll give away our barbecue from our friends at Claxons in Altoona. Tom Kakert right now, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming. Coming on, Tom Kakert. How is are things with you? Things are things are good. How about you guys? Doing fine. Appreciate you coming on, Tom Kakert. Um, yeah. You know, let's go back to yesterday. I, um, sure. I I see a lot of Hawkeye fans taking a victory lap after the report came out. Yes, nobody else is going to lose their gig. Uh, Wallace and Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz, they're all safe. Gary Bart is staying. But that's not a good look for the program, uh, at least outside the borders of Iowa, and specifically the eastern part of the state. I think a lot. Um, this was not a this. You, you can't put yesterday in the win column, Tom. I don't think, uh, especially what the report said. I mean, there was some damning stuff in there. Yeah, I think the only thing you can really say about yesterday was it confirmed all of basically yes. everything that that we had heard. Mm-hmm that you knew was kind of probably true. Um, you know, some of the other stuff, I, I don't really want to travel down the, the Ackham Road, but right. it, it was it was kind of um, interesting that uh, Kirk doesn't usually do something like that, and he was more than willing to correct the record uh, on that one, and uh, and very forcefully, I thought. So yep. anyway, but I, I thought, in by and large, it just served as a, a, a 26, 28 page, whatever it was, uh, confirmation piece that, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went on and um, that probably needed to be fixed. You know, we've joked in the past, Tom, in our long, long time having conversations on Iowa sports, the Kirk Ferentz press conference. I mean, you can pretty much already type up the transcript before it happens. He's not going <laughs> to yeah. step on his words. He's going to be very measured. Take us in. I, I know you beat writers. You kind of take a look at each other when some when he went down that Akron path. Just how surprising it was because he is usually so measured. Yeah, he would never have done that in the past. Um, but he was more than willing to dates and times and things he did, and mm-hmm. you know. Had a friend in Atlanta that was trying to hook him up with the XFL, and mm-hmm. just he went into pretty 
good detail there that uh, he was, uh, you know, and in fact, you know, the thing where he said, I talked to his mom on May 26th, and it was a good conversation. It just He was pushing back uh, a lot on what they've, uh, what they've accused him of. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, you know the other thing my takeaway from it, and Gary Barta, I think it was Rob Howe that asked the question about Brian Ferentz. Uh, what I do think, at least for me, my opinion here, I don't think there's any way in hell that Brian is going to succeed his dad uh, in the head coaching office at the University of Iowa. I don't think there's any way they could possibly hire Brian Ferentz after this report came out. I know he wasn't listed in it. Uh, he was named in a lot by the five dozen players, but I don't think there's any way now that they can, once that day comes when Kirk decides to walk away, that they just hand the reins uh, to Brian. Yeah, I, I I think it's less much less likely. Um, you know, when if that day would have come, there would have been some pushback mm-hmm. uh, just because of I, I don't know if you want, I guess nepotism if you want to call it nepotism, but just kind of favoritism towards Brian, and maybe you should look elsewhere. But now that he's kind of implicated in all this, it makes it really really complicated for Brian. Um, you know what I would do if I were Iowa and I were Brian Ferentz? I would say, put me out in front of the media and let them fire away mm. and let them ask me questions tomorrow. Let me do it because I think that's really the only way you're you're going to try and get past some of this stuff. Interesting take. Yeah. Uh, would, would they do that, Tom? See, I'd, I'd like to think uh, that they would. No, 100% no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, yeah. But I think Silly question. that I, do I think... Do I think Brian would want to do it? Hundred percent, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking. I may say a thousand percent, yes. <laughs> yes Brian yes. would want to do it, but I think they're going to try and um, yeah, at least for now. But you got to—he's the offensive coordinator. You're going to have to put him in front of right. him eventually. Yeah, right. You know, Tom, we were talking earlier about something you do a whole lot at Rivals in Hockey Report, and that is the recruiting side. You know, this upcoming class, 2021, there hasn't been. Uh, doesn't feel like a big trickle down effect, but. Take us out and crystal ball the future, what this is going to look like and the negative recruiting, especially for African-American athletes, that's going to happen for Iowa football. Just how difficult is recruiting going to be after this year? Well, I asked um, Kirk about that yesterday um, in, in kind of a roundabout way because but uh, Kirk knows, and, and, and I've heard it, and everybody who covers recruiting has heard it, these things have been said about Iowa, the Iowa way being the white way and all mm-hmm. that stuff for years yeah. and on the recruiting trail. And they've had to answer that question for years. So none of that was a, I, I don't think anything that was said in that report or any of the, the issues that they've had um, or, would have been a surprise because they've heard it on the recruiting trail and they've had to answer that question on the recruiting trail. Um, I think honestly, it might help them because now it's going to be like, yeah, you guys are going to, uh, you know, it's going to be really fair here because it has to be because if anybody, you know, has issues, they're going to be able to speak up now and they can't face any sort of retribution for it. So, um, I, in some ways, I think it might even end up helping them. Mm-hmm. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Well, Tom, let's, uh, let's move on and, 
It seems like the Big Ten might be moving on. I hate to say it, but um, reading between the tea leaves, next week I think is going to provide some clarity as to you know what they're thinking uh, in the league offices. Kevin Warren put out a uh, an email that's been made public um, yesterday. Uh, it, it, if there is a Power Five conference to fall first, it seems like the Big Ten may be the one to throw in the towel for the fall. Not saying that that's going to happen, but it sounds like it's certainly at least part of the discussion. Where are you on that, and what do you expect to hear next week from the Big Ten? Didn't that letter seem I, I, the the word I thought of when I when I read that letter was ominous? Yeah, it just seemed. It's. It didn't seem like. Yeah, we're next week. We're going to have this, and it's going to be ready to go, and we're going to be ready to start. But it was very much trying to pull the reins back a little bit on on everything. And um, I don't know. Is, is the 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 revamped twenty twenty uh, fall football schedule going to end up like that uh, that Hummel figurine Cyhawk trophy and just never see the light of day <laughs> you know, before it even it gets made? I mean, it just. I'm I'm more than a little concerned uh, that next week might be a bad week for for uh, for us. But you know, I'm going to remain hopeful that they're going to try. Give it a shot at the very least and head that direction. Well, college basketball is a, still a great unknown, maybe a greater unknown than college football. The announcement earlier this week that. Iowa basketball shutting down for a couple of weeks with two positive tests inside the program. A, your thoughts on that, and then B. Does this impact Luca Garza and his decision whether to come back or to, to go off and play professionally? Yeah, I don't think it's going to um, impact Luca. Um, I, you know, I, everybody knows that there's going to be positive tests, and it's going to—it's inevitable. It's going to happen, and um, you know, at this point in the year, you're going to be extra, extra cautious, so you just shut things down instead of having kind of an outbreak. Um, situation with uh with a team so um yeah i'm gonna be interested to see what luke has to say on sunday uh i still think he's gonna opt to come back just because i just look at evidence in front of me and it's that he has been in iowa city the entire time Mm -hmm. his dad told me this week the last thing he's going to do before he announces his decision and he's going to announce it to his teammates first Um, really he's got to sit down and talk with them so um so I just can't see him walking in there after spending the entire summer with those guys and then and, and sitting down with them and, and talking to them and saying, yeah, I'm out of here now. Mm. I, I just can't see that. It doesn't, doesn't fit with who Luca is. So would they do that via Zoom? I know. I know. That was, probably have I to. talked to yeah. Frank. I talked to Frank before that, before that came oh, up, okay. uh, before the, the COVID test uh, happened. So I'm going to assume they're, they're going <laughs> to – Zoom or you know um, <laughs> they have to quarantine. So I don't. Whoever maybe Luca lives with a couple guys, um, and they're going to have something that you know maybe they all live close by where they could. Be, I don't know. It, but it just it kind of I laughed when I saw it because I was like, oh boy, this is going to complicate Luca's uh, announcement plan. But mm. here we go. Yeah. Speaking of here we go. Once we find out what happens next week, football wise. Will they wait as long? I mean, I guess they, they, the answer is, of course, they will. That they're not going to uh, determine what the winter is going to look like as far as college basketball. Might we? Might we not see games in November, Tom? Might we go straight to conference play just out of an abundance of caution that November, December, 
you know, we just let's see how uh, things are being handled on the campus. Might we just get conference playing uh, in in Big Ten play basketball wise this year? Uh, the 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 Cakert plan, as I'm calling it, because I'm going to claim it, even though I think some other people have kind of thrown this out. I'm giving it so. to you, Tom. We're hearing it uh, here first. It, it, bubbles, bubbles work, folks. Yeah. They just do. Mm-hmm. And um, why not do two bubbles with uh, seven teams? Uh, split up the Big Ten conference. Do something right after you know, basically start at Thanksgiving and run just before Christmas, and then come back and do them uh, another place, either do them on campus or do them in big cities that have good arenas like Chicago, Detroit, um, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Minnesota. Um, Do do a bubble and play a bunch of games for about three three weeks and play three games a week, and you can knock out a pretty good chunk of a season uh, playing just conference games. And then I won't get to complain about the schedule this year. That includes Southern, North Carolina Central, South never Dakota. See, you'll never see those games. Those are, those are, we're never going to see those games. Never see them. Good. You're never going to see them. <laughs> Thankful for that. Tom Caker joining us, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, Tom, it has been a whirlwind. It's been crazy. It felt like uh, very quickly we're going to get the football schedule that didn't happen. Now we look to last week, and it seems to be coming, becoming more and more ominous. How difficult is this going to be for the athletic department? If football is moved in some form or fashion, if basketball is taking off, what does this mean for, not Gary Barta, not Fran McCaffrey and Kirk Ferentz, but those staffers and the sheer number of people, just how impactful financially is this going to be to the athletic department? Oh, it's... it's um you know, I've termed it, it's when the asteroid hit Earth and destroyed all the dinosaurs, you know, killed mm-hmm. off all life. Uh, it just, um, that's that's what this is. It's just uh, it's extinction level for, um, you know, the, the athletic departments in some respects because they just don't have the money. You, you've heard Jimmy Pollard talk about it. You've heard yeah. Barry Alvarez talk about the hit that they're going to take. They don't have that TV money. I think most of them could survive at least in some form if they have the TV money um, um, but and don't have like a regular gate but boy that it's just gonna be you know they they've they've just never saved for a rainy day most of them <laughs> haven't they because there's always a, a new field to be built a new uh, practice facility to be made and they've just had this unlimited spending spree for years and now uh, it's going to be a crisis. Uh, regardless of what happens, even if they do play, it's going to be a crisis. Indeed. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, have a good week. Uh, we'll talk to you, and I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of answers. Maybe not definitive. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll know some plans anyways when we reconvene with you uh, next Friday. Thank you, Tom Caker. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Luca, Sunday? In, out. Well, there's that loophole now that he can basically still decide a couple of weeks later. What is it? August what? 17th. I thought it was Sunday. It is. And he will more than likely on that day make this announcement that he's mm-hmm. coming back. But the NBA deadline has been pushed back now to August 17th. So you say he could say he's coming back and then have a change of mind between, if indeed. Yes. And the only reason he would change his mind if college basketball in that window was yes. canceled. Or they say, boy, football is getting put push back to spring what is that going to mean for basketball is it worth it or should i go sign one of those deals that he has across the pond at the very least and do that so it's not over 
when he makes his decision, there's still that other wiggle room that is there. The other part is he can announce he's coming back, get ready to come back, and come January, things blow up again. They're still not, you know, we don't have a vaccine. And they say basketball's off the table. Well, then he can leave. He can go and play somewhere else and just say, well, I'm, I'm leaving no, to go play basketball. Once he says he's staying, he has to stay. You, you can't lock him in. That's, that. that's my rule. That's your rule. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Iowa has their best team on it's paper amazing. in decades. Mm-hmm. Pandemic cancels an NCAA tournament and, and maybe the following season along with it. We will uh, take a timeout. We'll switch from Iowa to Iowa State and the Big 12 next. Right now, KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword WIN to 200. 200 right now, your chance to win $1,000. That's WIN to 200. 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Dave Sproul, KASI in Ames, joins uh, Miller and Condon next. Claxon's Barbecue getting closer about 11 45 or thereabouts. We will do that. Trent and I with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 10s. Their families. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. Claxon's Barbecue to give away in about 15 or 20 minutes. Thereabouts, we'll take four callers when we ask for them. I'll give you an opportunity to win a $35 gift certificate. The, the Whoever gets the most right will win that. The runner-up, 25 That's still to come. But right now, Dave Sprouse, we head north to Ames, 1430. KASI, Iowa State Cyclones play on KASI. Dave joins us. Dave, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to hear from you guys. Good to hear from you, Dave Sproul. Well, we should be hearing from uh, the Big 12, uh, from the uh, leadership of the Big 12. I guess the presidents will meet and they will uh, have a number of plans put in front of them, whether it's you know 12 games, football I'm speaking of, 9 plus 1, or conference games only. We should know, when do you think, Dave, Monday, Tuesday, maybe midweek at the latest, what their plan is going to be? Uh, the meeting uh, of the Big 12 leaders there is is Monday night, uh, which probably plays into why the virtual media day for Monday morning and afternoon got canceled because somebody put two and two together and said, <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a bunch of coaches who aren't going to know who they're playing at the time they meet the media. Uh, and the, the meeting with the presidents to decide you know how many teams are going to play is that same night. So maybe <laughs> we shouldn't have all these coaches talking to the media right now. Uh, so that's, that's scheduled for Monday night. And, you know, it's interesting. I saw a couple of days ago, Brett McMurphy tweeted out that the Big 12, you know, according to his sources, is looking at three scheduling options, a full 12 game schedule, uh, a nine game conference schedule plus one non-conference game, or just the nine Big 12 game only schedule. And he says the least likely option is the full 12 game mm-hmm. schedule, which somebody better call Ball State and let them know, uh, <laughs> because if, if, Iowa State's got to drop a game, then that would probably be it uh, to start with. And I, I don't know what all the details of the contract are. I saw Randy Peterson's article about it in the, the register. Uh, but I, I got to believe that Iowa State could probably get out of that one pretty easily and pretty quickly if, if it's deemed necessary. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what they come away with there. And the fact that, you know, Pollard himself, Jamie Pollard himself has, you know, said, 
we're not counting on playing all 12 of these games because something is going to happen where a team just won't be able to play. So there's a lot of things to consider when you go into all this scheduling nonsense. And you, you talked about it with Bill Bender earlier and all the things that, you know, you got to think about when you're putting this stuff together and you don't know from one day to the next, uh, you know, what the things are going to look like or who you're going to play. And you just ask the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. As they're finding out very, very quickly. Dave, uh, we had a caller, Sam, call in during the break, and he brought up if they're looking to get that one non conference game in. I know there's been plenty of them scheduled, but what about BYU? BYU, who's been long rumored to possibly be joining the Big 12 at some point if they add two teams, BYU possibly being one of them with their huge fan base that they have. And of course, a huge university out in Utah would make a lot of sense. They've already had six games that are canceled mm-hmm. this year from the Big 10. They had two games there from the Big 12, three games there, and also Missouri from Pac-12. the SEC, a uh, Pac 12, excuse me. Yeah. Those games that have been canceled, six are off the table. Would that make sense? Could you see something instead of everybody going out and scheduling their one game? Hey, let's find a way to get BYU in here, help them out, and maybe create relationships for something going mm, forward. I got you. It, it's an intriguing notion, but I, I think for the most part, I haven't really looked at all the Big 12 schedules, but I, I'm guessing that you know other Big 12 schools are generally like Iowa State, where they have you know what's been lined up previously, unless you were playing a Big 10 or Pac-12 team, mm-hmm. or SEC Big 12, you know, uh, uh, I should say uh, SEC or ACC, you know, you got teams already in the hopper, so to speak. You got teams on the schedule. You're already set to play in the non-conference schedule. So probably first option is to either go ahead and play, if even if just one of those teams played on that date or reschedule against that opponent for another date if you can. And then, you know, if that doesn't work out, you go outside that, those parameters. And, yeah, maybe BYU becomes an option because they do have a lot of holes to fill on their schedule. Uh, but I think first and foremost, so if, if you're Iowa State and you're going to play, you know, nine conference games plus one non-conference game, we're going to pick from South Dakota, UNLV, or Ball State and, and go with one of those in all likelihood. Uh, the BYU question has merit, and, and it'll be interesting to see if a situation like this maybe forces BYU because they don't have that same level of recognition that Notre Dame does. They don't get right. that big NBC contract like Notre Dame does where they're just probably going to slide back into being mostly independent after this season. Uh, but the, the BYU thing has been talked about a lot. I don't know how much they really value their independence and what it means to them probably not the same level Notre Dame does, but maybe that's something that in the future you can look at, especially if other conferences uh, end up going to 10-game conference schedules. I, the way the Big 12 set up right now, they can do nine at most. Uh, if they need another team to round up that schedule to 10, well, BYU might be a likely candidate. Mm, Dave Sproul from KASI is our guest. Dave, you know what's really, I, I think, been um, magnified here is the fact that there's just no leadership. I mean, the SEC is now starting, what, three weeks into September. Pac-12 is late September. Right now, as it stands, uh, Oklahoma and Kansas can actually begin practice, as Trent pointed out early in the show, because they're scheduled to now play on August the 29th. Once we do get you know, a plan of some sort, shouldn't everybody be starting the race at the same time? Doesn't that make more sense to you? It. it- on the surface, it, it sounds pretty appealing, but when you look at how different the COVID-19 situation is in different regions of the country or even just specific states right now, because like California, Texas, and Florida are responsible almost entirely for the growth in cases nationwide mm-hmm. uh, that's, that have been, that's been going on for the last month. So in a sense, regionalizing this 
more fair so point. might actually make more sense. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, and trying to kind of chase this down and, and figure it out. It, the the tenor seems to have changed late this week, and especially here, maybe over the last 24 hours as it pertains to college football. From the announcement of the ACC, and here's our schedule a couple of days ago, to where we are today, it is such a moving target. The difficult nature of that, it feels like anybody, though, it is the Big 12 that's going to try this and try to do maybe the most with this schedule would that be the last team to the last conference? Excuse me to hold out. If the Big Ten makes the decision, if the Pac-12 makes the decision, we're moving to spring. Could you see the Big Twelve be an island and say we're going to do this? And with it, maybe we have a chance to to elevate our athletics and our college football program, and ultimately the money that comes along with it by trying out. Do you see that maybe being the course for the Big Twelve? I really don't because I don't. I don't think anybody wants to be the first, and, and nobody certainly wants to be the last. Right. And you don't want to be the only conference out there playing football on you know, every Saturday, knowing every other conference has shut it down due to the concerns about the health and safety of their fan base and their their student athletes and all that. And if you're the one conference that's out there saying we need to play we're going to play you you don't look good uh, you you come out of that looking like you're the greedy conference you're the one that's putting the lives on the line in order for the in, in exchange for the TV revenue you don't want to be the only conference you don't certainly don't want to be the only power 5 conference in that position so i think once a conference decides to just scrap the whole season uh, at least for the fall uh, the other conferences will fall on the line pretty quickly, I think. Mm. Be a way to get four Big 12 teams into the playoff if they did it that way. <laughs> uh, Dave Sproul from KASI is our guest. Uh, Dave, I know that Jamie Pollard uh, capped the season tickets or ca- ta- capped the season tickets, therefore the capacity, at 30,000. Have you heard any walk back on that? Is that still the plan? I mean, the, I guess the virus, and or will the conference dictate or will it be left up to the schools? Do you know? I saw Lincoln yesterday, Bill Moose, he th- he's planning on packing Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. As of yesterday, they were full speed ahead, and that every seat would have a butt in it. I, that's not going to happen, we don't think, but has Pollard uh, not backpedaled, but uh, come up with a, another plan as far as capacity at Jack Trice? Not as far as I know, unless there's something in this Travis Hines article I just clicked on that, that just popped up on the register. Uh, that I haven't had a chance to read yet because literally I just clicked on it. Uh, I haven't heard or seen anything that would indicate that the Iowa State is going to change their, their plans for, uh, you know, going at half capacity. You know, I was visiting my parents last weekend and I told my mom about this plan and she's like, well, people are going to sit in every other seat. And, and it chimed in with me. It was like, yeah, that still feels a little bit crowded. I mean, that's obviously not going to be the case, mm-hmm. but you're essentially you know, on average, you're putting somebody in every other seat. Does that feel safe to you when you think about it in that terms? Or maybe I'm not thinking about it in the right terms, but that still feels like a lot, especially when you see a place like Ohio State, 20% capacity at 100,000-plus stadium is very different than from a 60,000-seat stadium. But at the same time, it still feels like a lot to have half capacity in there. But I would not anticipate it until it's really absolutely necessary that Iowa State would change course on that. So uh, we do have sports back, baseball kind of 
is back at this point, but the NBA started up last night with their first quote-unquote regular season games before we get to the playoffs, and it was great watching George Niang out there. A lot of Cyclones in the bubble there, and at least an opportunity here to get some kind of Cyclone uh, coverage going with with the Cyclone fans out there that want to watch their guys. At the very least, this will be fun here watching the NBA bubble and the way they have to do it with so many former Cyclones in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for Iowa State fans to tune into the NBA, and, and it's going to be exciting if you're an NBA fan or just a basketball fan in general. Maybe you don't typically watch the NBA, but you, you got an opportunity to watch it here after a, a desert of, of sports uh, the last several months. And, yeah, you got a lot of different – that's one of the cool things about it, too, is that so many different players are on so many different teams that are in the bubble. Uh, you have a reason to watch, you know, a very large – percentage of games I'm, i guarantee you i'm not seeking out a utah jazz game on a regular basis but i might dip in to you know to see what what niang does and it's it's really great that the nba has put this stuff together i was skeptical about you know doing this bubble in florida of all places but mm-hmm. they've really locked it down in there and they're coming away you know with nobody you know testing positive at least so far and uh so you can almost count on the fact that you're gonna be able to tune in and watch those guys play and if you're an iowa state fan I mean, it's pretty incredible to think about how many of these those players uh, went through Iowa State and and are bringing their talents to the NBA court right now. Indeed, there is. Uh, by the way, I just clicked on the Travis Hines article that you tipped us off about. Very informative. The uh, the thirty thousand people in the stands at Jack Trice uh, is uh, is brought up by Travis Hines. I won't spoil. It. I'll let everybody read it for themselves. But uh, it's a good read at the Des Moines Register. PD did a good job on the Ball State contract. That was certainly unique, and uh, glad that he wrote about that. Found that very informative, as well as we do with our conversations with you on a weekly basis, Dave Sproul. Thank you. Uh, next Friday. We're going to know. Maybe. No, we'll... Okay, maybe. Uh, But, uh, Dave, we'll talk to you next Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, Dave Sproul. Thank you. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, guys. As are we. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. Dave Sproul, KASI, up in Ames, 1430 KASI. It's time right now for a central bank update. Oh, you've got something. What have you got? Oh, we got an update as we... So the kid's out of the toilet. Yes, yes. He made it out and underway at Principal Park. Game one of four today. It's the Class 3A semifinals. Dallas Center Grimes facing off against Gilbert 1-1 as they play in the third inning there from Principal Park later today. It will be Ankeny in action against Dubuque Hempstead, 4.30 there. And the nightcap, Urbandale Johnston, 7.30. We will have it here. Up in Fort Dodge, two championships handed out last night in Class 5A with Cedar Rapids Kennedy knocking off Fort Dodge 5-1 to one in the third place game. Ankeny Centennial 10-run Muscatine to take third place. DCG third place in Class 4A in the championship from the state softball tournament. Winner set in extra innings beats Carlisle. That is the Central Bank update from the state tournaments. Well, not that this can't change, but there's no rain in the forecast today. Fingers crossed. No rain in the forecast tomorrow. Love that. Indeed. We're already 20 minutes behind. We will see what that means. Keep your eye out on Twitter. We will keep Mm -hmm. you updated on the start time tonight for Urbandale Johnston. 7.30 scheduled. We'll see. 2 Eight four five nine six six. It's a great number. It's two eight four KXNO. Another way to do it. It is your chance 
to win Claxon's Barbecue. First four callers, we will uh, line you up. We'll give you four props. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, we'll give you $35 gift certificate from Claxon's. The runner-up will get 25 If you're getting a ring, that means you are in. If you're getting a busy signal, you'll have to try again next week. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. We'll do that next. Miller and Condon till noon, 1460 KXNO 106. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, each and every Friday. Our friends at Claxton's Barbecue in Altoona, 3131, 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. They give us a couple of gift certificates. We give you an opportunity to win them. ClaxonBBQ.com is the website there. You'll find the menu. Trust me, it's uh, terrific food. They've been in business. If a restaurant makes it for 20-plus years, they're doing something right. And Claxton's has been in business uh, for over 20 years, going back to the 90s when they first opened the doors at Claxton's. We'll give you four props and a tiebreaker. We should mention we had a couple of really good baseball ones in there, but we've taken those off, sadly. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to the afternoon baseball today with the Brewers-Cardinals. Nope. Game also Saturday canceled, yep. so had to change it around. That means more hockey. You'll be watching. That. I absolutely will. And Claxons is going to have a couple of hockey questions as well as the NBA. Bill, Shane, Bill E, and then Jim in that order. Bill H is going to go first. In fact, Bill H is going to go right now. Hello, Bill H. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing fine. Uh, you know how this works. Absolutely. Here we go. Tomorrow night, Jets, Flames. Who do you like? I like the Jets. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> this just in. Uh, Wild Canucks, game one is on Sunday. Who are you going to take in that one? Give me the Wild. The Milwaukee Bucks are a four-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over the Celtics. Uh, Celtics. Celtics in the points for you. The Lakers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow against Toronto. I'll take the Lakers. Taking the Lakers and giving the points. Here's the tiebreaker. Total goals scored in the NHL tomorrow. There are five games. Closest without going over. Five games, every goal scored. How many will there be, Bill? 16. 16. Bill, have a good weekend. You too, guys. Thank you. Shane is up next. Hello, Shane. Hey, happy avocado day. I didn't know about this. Is this a thing? (laughs) i got to go get my wife a card. Uh, Flames, Jets. Who are you going to take in that one? Uh, Jets. Wild Canucks on Sunday. Canucks. Milwaukee's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Celtics tonight. Uh, We'll go with the Buck. You're going to give the points. Okay, Lakers a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Toronto tomorrow. Uh, Lakers. Five games in the NHL on Saturday. Total goals closest without going over, Shane. Uh, 17. 17. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. You have a good weekend. Here's another Bill. Hello, Bill. Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday to you, sir. Calgary or Winnipeg tomorrow night? Winnipeg. Uh, Wild or Canucks on Sunday night? Minnesota. uh, Milwaukee's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Boston tonight. I'll take the Bucks. Taking the Bucks. Lakers give four and a half to Toronto tomorrow. 
I got to take the Lakers. Taking the Lakers. Uh, tiebreaker, Bill. Closest without going over. Total goals in the NHL on Saturday, five games. 21. 21. Bill, have a good weekend. You too. Thanks. Ken. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, and Jim brings Claxons to a close. Hello, Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Calgary or Winnipeg tomorrow? Uh, Calgary. You're the first one to take them. That's a good pick uh, for that reason. Wild Canucks, game one Sunday. Canucks. Bucks give four and a half to Boston. on. Uh, that's tonight. Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee giving the points. Lakers are four and a half point favorite over defending champion Toronto Raptors. Uh, Lakers. Lakers for you. Total goals on Saturday. Closest without going over, Jim. 15. 15. Have a good weekend. Yep, you too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to uh, Claxons. 31, 31, 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona. So uh, Cleveland mm-hmm. and Minnesota back at it again today. I was wrong on Cleveland. I think a lot of people were writing them off. The pitching staff has been unbelievable. Um, who goes tonight for your twins? Do you know? They hadn't announced who was going to pitch, in fact, on either side as of yesterday. Now the scheduled matchup just came out a little bit. It'll be Dobnik taking the bump for the Twins. Clevenger on the other side for the Indians. Okay, that's a 7-10. Um, like as though these the two Indians? Teams, you do like the Indians? <laughs> yeah. Do you like them tonight? They are favored. They're minus 130. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, spread also, as soon as Dobnik was announced, came out very quickly afterwards at minus 130. You know, the Indians... They have three excellent rotation players. Mentioned Lindor earlier. Jose Ramirez is a stud. Absolutely. And Carlos Santana still has something Mm -hmm. left in the tank. Good story. Bradley Zimmer is okay, but there's a lot of holes in that lineup. Here's a trivia question for you. Who's on Sunday Night Baseball this week? Sunday night baseball this week. I don't know who was scheduled. Just take a wild guess, Trent, because you're gonna get his Red Sox. Ding ding ding. I don't um, mind it. Nah, this, I mean, the, the Red Sox are up. awful. They, they're bad. Did you see Aaron Judge's game winner yesterday, yes. by the way? Oh, my God. Such a what sad. a big man he is, huh? Well, Just when he hulking. hits him. Jesus. Remember Frank? You probably don't remember Frank Howard. It was before no. your time. Uh-uh. He was a big dude, too. There's been some big men in, in the sport before, but boy, Aaron Cecil Judge. Fielder. Yeah, but he was different kind of big. Oh, this is just a hulking kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, that's Frank, Judge. Oh, Judge just built like a brick. You know what? Yes. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, we will get through the weekend unscathed. Dylan Cease, is that no? He pitches Sunday. Uh, it's White Sox Royals this weekend. So that might have a little bit of juice to it. The White Sox can't fall much further behind. No, they just they got to get things going. You trust Cease to do so? No. I, I don't think I do either. They pulled him early, too, earlier this week when he was out there. Yeah, I'll probably have an eye on that a little bit. Of course, I'll have the, the game tonight, Urban Hill Johnston, and then the championship game tomorrow night. We'll see. Is it going to be all Central Iowa fair if Ankeny gets there? Well, we know one of the two representatives will be. Yep, so we got that locked in. Three A's going on right now with DCG and Gilbert. Uh, we'll see Norwalk a little later this afternoon at one thirty. so a lot of local interest there. You're going to the ballpark at one thirty. Uh, probably a little bit later, but I, I hope to catch the end of that one before the Yankee game and be able to see that. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Uh, we Are have you the- giving updates later on throughout the day? Yes, yeah. And Van Meter, Des Moines Christian playing for the 2A title. A lot of talent here in Central yeah, Iowa. It's great. I was kind of open for Fort Dodge in softball yesterday. Yeah, I was just too. that story. Just yeah, the right. fact that you know, they're, they they've hosted, hosted it for 50 yeah. years. 
And did you see what they did after the semifinal? The coach sent him back on the field. I saw the, uh, I can never say his name, Mark Freund. Freund, yeah. Mark Freund. He's done a great job on this. He's a really good addition to, mm-hmm. uh, to 13, I think. Um, yeah, the, the coach sent the Fort Dodge gals back on the field to celebrate what it would be like to win a championship. At least they had that, right? Because they didn't get it done last night, uh, as they fell five one. I think was the score. Yep, something yeah. like that. Really good Cedar Rapids Kennedy team. Must be, must be. All right. Well, you have a good call tonight. Thank I know you. you're jacked up about yes. it. Johnson and Urbandale. Uh, the game is sold out at Principal Park. You can hear the game here. Uh, if you if you don't have one of the ducats to get into it. Speaking of hearing here, you're it'll hear here next local programming two o'clock. Murph and Andy, the Fanatics slide in at 4. Don't forget tomorrow morning, Emery Songer and Sean Roberts. They're on bright and early at 8. Uh, and then Monday morning, sadly, it'll be around quicker than we like to think. But you know what? It's not all bad because the uh, morning rush will get you going at 6. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Have a great weekend. See ya.